Hello and welcome to another Brandon Bonanza podcast. Before we get started, I'm going to go over the two ways that you can help support this show. First, you can donate by going to comedylol.com, clicking on the donate tab and sending us some sweet, sweet cash through PayPal. The second one is you can go to comedylol.com and at the top of the screen, click on the Amazon link, do all your Amazon shopping, and they give us a piece of it. And they don't charge you any extra. How wonderful is that? All right, guys, enjoy. Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The choice with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is blasting away. We are rolling. This is, you know, why don't you want to start and just call it the Brandon Bonanza and then just start talking like yeah. you're Okay. Go sure. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is Brandon's Bonanza. I know this voice is unusual. This is not Brandon. This is Aiden. I am with Brandon. Hey, everybody. What's going on? And uh, today we're doing a little bit or something a little bit different. I'm going to kind of interview Brandon and see how this goes. So I guess without further ado, we'll just jump right into it. Gun Let's control. Gun control. Guns. Yes. I don't know how, how we want to frame it exactly. Um. Well, uh, it seems that because of what's going on lately... Um, everyone's talking about guns and it's, it is gotta be the biggest thing that people are asking me about. And that I see on Facebook, I've actually had to stay away from Facebook a little bit. Um, so I guess you're the interviewer, so go ahead start. So <laughs> that's what I mean, I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> what I mean is you go, you ask a question. No, that's no, that's I, mean. I meant to be rude at me cause I was about to start taking over the interview. Go ahead. Just to, I guess, set it up for anybody who might've been living under a rock. There was a shooting about a week ago mm. at a high school in Florida. 17 kids died I believe mm-hmm. and uh, since then there's been a lot of talk and a lot more uproar about gun control and what do we do about guns and do we just take everyone's guns do we ban assault rifles uh, Trump just put out a letter to Jeff Sessions about banning bump stocks so there's a lot of things going on in mm-hmm. the country now in regards to that uh, so I guess my first question would be to you is what do you what do you make of the whole situation that happened um you you, you mean at the at the school at yeah, the at school i uh, okay so just to let everyone know i i was actually in florida it's crazy because i was in florida i forgot about when this that. happened and i was on my way to vegas when the damn thing in vegas happened you're cursed yeah right tell me it's crazy so um i didn't really look at the news a lot because i can't I just can't deal with the way the news coverages covers this stuff. You know, it's just 24 hours and they just keep looping everything. So I have been, there's a few podcasts that I listen to that are uh, like current events and news stuff. And I have looked up some stuff online and it seems like it, you know, it fits in with what we see as the, um, as any kind of other school shooting that gets this much attention. There was somebody that had some problems um, they got a gun and they went, you know, and unfortunately they killed a bunch of people that they were at, at, at their school. And it seems to me that this one, there might've been a little bit of warning. You know, people were talking about like, uh, there was a YouTube comment the FBI was alerted and stuff like that. Um, so that's some of the stuff we could, we could talk about and we can address. Um, I guess he, he bought the gun himself. From what I yeah, understand. Yeah, from what I understand, he went and bought the gun himself. Mm-hmm. But before that, there was the YouTube comment that you mentioned. And there was also something else, I guess, on social media mm-hmm. that he posted earlier this year. And someone contacted the FBI about that. Yeah. So 
some people are blaming the FBI for what happened because they didn't take everything seriously, which, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty warranted. But at the same time, I mean, it's what do you, tough. Yeah. What do you think about someone being able to buy an AR like that just, I mean, at 19, 18, I don't know how old he was. It's, it's really, it's really, so the way, the way it looks like this, it's hard, it's hard to frame it in that point of view, obviously, um, because, if you have somebody that has these problems and they could just go and get a gun and then they could go kill a bunch of people, obviously it's not a good thing. You know, um, I'm a, I'm the kind of person I could, I guess we could talk about really quick how I feel about guns. I am a strong supporter of the second amendment. I am a gun owner myself. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I am trained how to use weapons and I don't, I don't fall in the same kind of argument though. So for example, if anyone listening, I'm sure you can just go on your Facebook or open the computer and you could see the argument. It's basically like the left versus right argument where it's, um, you know, everyone's saying we shouldn't infringe on one side and then people on the other side are saying we should, there's like certain levels where we should ban things, we should um, uh, have certain laws and we should get rid of certain guns. So there's so many things that we could talk about at first, but I think where I can let you know how I feel that's different than most people is like I said I do uh, agree with the second amendment and I am a gun owner I don't agree with the NRA I'm not a supporter of the NRA and I'm not a fan of the NRA because to me and I know people are going to be really confused and upset or you know on either side and and it happened already a couple people are really confused and not sure and basically what I mean is the NRA is just a lobbyist group they're just a group just like any other lobby group that um, gets people's money and they go to Washington and they try to uh, they use money and they use their influence to try to get laws passed or laws not passed. So some people say that's how the game is played. So if you're pro gun, that's how the game is played. You might as well do it. And anti people hate them because they believe that they're the ones who are uh, allowing all these this lack of law that they see and this the, this lack of regulation that they see that allows a 18 year old or 19 year old to go into a store and buy a gun and kill somebody. I don't believe it's the NRA's fault. Like I said, I think they're just a they're just a lobbyist group, and I really believe that they play off the anti-gun stuff. So I think that what happens is whenever you have something a terrible tragedy like this, right? You have first of all, it's emotional. Obviously, there's kids that are killed. There's not. I mean, there's nothing worse that you could talk about on TV. You know, you're gonna get everyone emotional. It's terrible. So what happens is there's a large outcry. Um, from that from people who are anti-gun we should do something about it and then what i see here is it looks like they moved to make some legislation in florida to ban some guns but then it didn't work right yeah that was actually interesting i heard today that florida's legislated uh legislative branch didn't even want to open the floor to discussing it but for some reason is trying to make porn into like some public health thing where oh, they want to really? ban it or so ban, I, yeah. I didn't read into it too much, but it, see, okay, so there's so many arguments that everybody's heard, right? You've heard, you've heard all the arguments with the guns, left and right. So I'm gonna add something that maybe, maybe you haven't heard, maybe you have heard. Um, this is what I really think. Uh, I'm actually really upset with Republicans because I'm a gun owner and. The reason that I believe that there is a Second Amendment is because the reason they put it there was 
you're, you, um, the founding fathers saw that they created this government and it was a very limited government, right? And they, they put certain people in charge and, and there was supposed to be all these checks and balances. And the second amendment was actually one of the checks and balances because originally it's not like there was an army and then there was a militia. Basically it was just citizens of the United States of America were supposed to be able to bear arms and not be infringed so this way they could protect against outside threats and more importantly they can protect against the threat that was their government because our forefathers were coming from an oppressive government they just had a revolution to get rid of them so that was really what it was about so a lot of people will um will will say to you you know well it's different now the times have changed um it's not like that anymore which i understand it's definitely not like it was in the 17 or 1800s but the reason i'm going to say that i'm mad at republicans is because they will say that that's the reason they say listen the second amendment isn't about hunting you have to have guns to protect against large government but then immediately when their candidate gets elected they are like fans of big government and so they're supposed to be the ones who are the check and the balance like the republicans are supposed to be the ones who are supposed to spend less and worry about the deficit and worry about all this giant government so it seems to me that they only do that when there's a democrat that's the only time that they will be critical and then when their guy gets in for example trump's in you know now they're on his side so they're like his cheerleaders so they're not really checking that large government and that's really why i get upset and i get annoyed because if you really feel if you're really the party for small government then act like it you know like you're the one who's supposed to be you're supposed to be setting the example you're supposed to say listen government is dangerous large government is not good it's they're not acting in your best interest this is how i feel anyway i think that whoever's when they're in charge they really act it's just like human nature it's not like i'm trying to say there's some conspiracy but if you think about it when you're in charge of you know three and a half million people after a while you're going to get a little complacent and you're not going to think about every single person and you're going to just try to hook up your friends and that basically I believe is what's going on. And obviously we're getting away from guns, you know, I'm getting more into yeah, government, yeah. but this is kind of how I feel about it. And so, um, I'll, I'll say that for that, that side. Um, and I, I'm not going to talk about anti-gun people because I believe that, uh, you know, I think the Republicans should know better. And I think that what they're doing is very detrimental. Now the people who are anti-gun, they might not have the right understanding or they might for my point of view, like I said, I'm not, you know, this is just what I'm thinking. Everybody's entitled to their own point of view. And that's the best part about this country. You know, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. And what I believe is I still think that it's very important for the United States citizens to be armed because everybody. So what you say, the most of the argument you hear, if, if somebody says, well, the second amendment is to protect you against a large government, they're going to say, what would you say if I said that to you? Well, the first question I would have is, what do you, no matter what you have, mm -hmm. our government is so large and our military is so advanced mm -hmm. that I don't think any weapon that an average citizen could get would actually protect you against that military yes. or against that government. Which is a great argument, which, which listen, I've, I can see myself agreeing with that argument and you probably, you're probably correct. Like, I think... If the United States um, president, if the president decided to turn loose the military on the citizens and the military was obeyed him, I believe it would be really a really hard fight. 
So that that being said, now when I, I I can think about this, and I've heard other people talk about this, so it's not like it's my idea. But if you think about, so think about the people in Afghanistan, okay, and think about their armed situation. They probably have AK-47s. They might have some missile launchers. Nothing crazy, right? But they were able to take down the Soviet Union. Yeah, we obviously the United States helped them. This is in the 80s. The Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, and the Mujahideen, which basically turned into Al Qaeda later. They were able to have an insurgency and knock out. Basically, a lot of people think it's had a large part to do with the decline of the Soviet Union. And then the United States invades in 2001, and we're still there 16 years later. And it's not like we've made any any real progress there. We're kind of just moving things around. If you you know, I've I've looked into this deeply, so I really believe that's that's a good argument to say, hey, listen, if people in Afghanistan can put up an armed resistance. And let me tell you, I'm not saying that we should have a revolution. I'm not saying we should have an armed resistance. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if the threat is there, right? And not the threat, or if, if, if the government knows or whoever's in charge knows that everybody in the United States has a rifle and that if they want to take it, it's going to not be easy. It's not going to be an easy thing. It's going to be a big war, then they might think twice about it. So that's one point. And then the other point I have to add too is I was in the military and I don't think for a minute, I don't know anybody that I was in the military with. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm sure there's people that can be talked into it, but I think if the military is ever ordered to attack its own citizens, man, I think that's going to get really crazy. I don't think people are going to follow orders. The only maybe if you get people from the south to attack people from the north, or if you get something to go like that. Yeah, you'd have to play people against each other. It, yeah, really it would, it would have to be a really gross thing. So I'm not saying it's a pretty thing, and I'm not saying that us having weapons is like a guarantee to where this large government that we have is going to look at us and say, "Oh, we're never going to attack them." But but my thing is, I'd rather have the guns and I'd rather take my chances than being disarmed. So that, I, that's where my argument is. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think having the guns, like you're saying, definitely just at least puts a second thought in their heads where yeah. it's like we're not going to do that. But at the same time, I mean, what – as a gun owner, would you say that there's a certain point where you, you have kind of too many guns or maybe you have kind of an arsenal or something? Because mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of this. I, I support – I can see both sides' arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have a gun. I don't yeah, yeah. shoot or anything. But I still support the Second That's Amendment. That's why I'm going to rob you after this. <laughs> <laughs> I still support the Second Amendment though because of what it's there for. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean I need a gun, but knowing that someone else has a gun does put me at ease that it would be a lot harder for the government to just kind of grab, you know, take everyone up or do whatever they yeah. want to do to us. Exactly. Um. But at the same time, I mean, you look at it from the other side and having access to some of these guns kind of seems crazy. So yeah. is there some midpoint between no guns and then super powerful guns where maybe you have three guns and that's enough and maybe it's a handgun, a rifle mm. and something else? Or w- what do you think about that? Um, I, I think I see exactly what you're saying. Right. So I don't I don't agree. I don't agree with that statement but i i see the argument there and i see the validity of it and i definitely understand how the average person or average citizen in this country could feel that way because it does make sense on its face right so what you have to look at though and i hate to be it stinks to really when there's a tragedy it really sucks to be the one 
who I'm not like saying I'm like Jesus here or whatever, but like I'm trying to keep a level head about it and like talk about facts, right? So usually you look like a monster when you're trying to do this. But what, what I'm just trying to have a conversation with a friend of mine also was that people say we have a gun problem in this country, but you really have to ask yourself, do we really have a gun problem in this country? And the reason I'm asking that, it's not because of all these shootings that we're having and people are saying we are, but it's because of the amount of guns. We have more guns in this country than we do people. So I think what's going on now, even though it's terrible and we don't want it to happen, we don't want it to keep going on and it's right in our faces, we have to look at the actual amount of people who are killed by gun violence. And I know that if someone's going to say, you know, one is too many, which I, I definitely understand and I agree, but I think that if the odds of you, um, the odds that you're going to die driving to school are way like a hundred times higher, I don't know what the odds are, but I'm just saying if they are that much higher then if you're at school, you're going to get shot and everyone's only talking about getting shot at school. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there is, in my opinion, I think that there's a lot of outrage because these deaths are so terrible and because they're so tragic and because it's in our faces. But there was, and uh, God, I, I, it's just no way to say it without not sounding like an asshole. But think about how many other people died just that day and what from what other reasons, you know? So if there really was a gun problem in this country with the amount of guns we had, it'd be like a, it'd be like a war zone. That's what a gun problem in this country would really look like. Um, so that's the problem that that's part of it because there's so many guns already. So then you look at it from that angle too, where, where, where do you start? Where do you start? Like, what do you start with, with taking the guns? Cause there's a lot of words thrown around like assault rifle, assault weapon, um, AR 15. A lot of people don't know what these are. They don't know what semi-automatic is. Assault rifles are already actually banned in this country. Assault assault rifles, you have to have... To have a fully automatic assault rifle, you have to have a special permit. So fully automatic means you pull the trigger, and it just goes... Bah, 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 and like, it just keeps going. Um, semi-automatic is every time you pull the trigger, boom, 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 then a round comes out. A lot of rifles fire semi-automatic. Just hunting rifles. Basically everything. It's a handguns so are semi-automatic. A, would a burst then become... A burst would be something that is with a with an assault rifle. A burst is on the M16A2 has a burst with a select feature. So is that also, considered semi-auto? That's considered fully. Well, that's in the fully automatic family, anything with okay. a burst. Yeah. Okay. So that's where it gets confused a lot because, I mean, you know, so there are real sides on this, and there's people who are in it for other reasons other than people's safety, and that's what they pretend for. You know, they... They get on and they they want to ban these guns, but there's other there's other reasons. A lot of them are, um, you know, like they make money. It's popular. People will follow them. So they tend, and I'm talking mostly about media sources. They tend to blur the lines and they make these guns look scary. I mean, obviously every gun is scary and it can kill you. But when they blur the lines in between what a gun is and what laws are, most of these laws people are calling for already exist in Connecticut. They have an assault weapons ban. There's actually technically no such thing as an assault weapon. There's an assault rifle, which I said is fully automatic, which is already banned and only military in this country has. I mean, some people that aren't military have fully automatic. They can You can get your permit. You get this blue card. You have to get pay taxes and all this stuff. But, but honestly, the fully automatic stuff, it's just scary. It's really not that effective. It's not, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, they when they trained us, we had the M16A2 with burst. They only trained us 
to shoot semi-automatic. We, we shot burst. They let us do it just to get out of our system. But they told us, you're never going to use this. Maybe if your position's getting overrun by enemies and they're everywhere. But even then, you want every shot to count. So if you have a magazine with 30 rounds in it, that's how we did in the Marines. It sounds like it's a lot, but you know, if you, you really need to make every shot count. So fully automatic only works with machine guns, which you have like a machine gun position where it's actually set up somewhere, or you have a machine gun person with a fire team and he sets up and you have covering fire. So it's a whole thing with, with different infantry. So machine guns are, like I said, they're already pretty much illegal. And then you get into the thing with the bump stocks and what the bump stock is, it basically just lets you fire semi-automatic but faster so every time the the rifle goes forward and comes back it just cycles so it mimics fully automatic and what i say to people is if um you know if somebody has a bump stock if there's if there's a school shooter or shooter that has a bump stock or something fully automatic i'd rather have them it's as crazy as it sounds i'd rather have them have a bump stock or fully automatic because then they're not as they're not going to be as accurate i mean maybe i guess in the in the the shooting in LA or I'm sorry, in Las Vegas is a bad example because he's just firing into the crowd, you know, but if yeah, you don't if need somebody, accuracy, yeah, if that's you're what shooting I mean, into yeah. a crowd. But if somebody came into a building, it, it might be better if they had something fully automatic because then they don't really know what, well, I don't know. I guess this is a, a weird, <laughs> weird no, I get what you're saying. The recoil, yeah. you know, once you start shooting inside a closed space, the recoil is going to fuck up your accuracy. That and you're going to waste rounds. You're going to spray them all over the place, you know, whereas if you're, uh, the way they treat us, that they taught us in the military, is you just go in and you, you know, you aim at something, then you shoot, you aim. Um, I think we kind of got away from the topic. But did, did that answer the original question you had though? Is is how I feel about that? You know, because yeah. like I said, it's it's when people start to talk about, well, shouldn't we give something away? And it sounds reasonable. It sounds like it's a compromise. We can all have the compromise, but what you have to do is look at, like I said, do we really have a gun problem um, in this country? And then. The other thing is, with the amount of guns that we have, we're, how do we start to put laws in a place? Because I, I know it's the argument on the right side, and everyone says it, but it really is true, is when you make laws, all you do is hurt the people who are going to follow those laws. Because the people who don't follow those laws are going to get, they're going to break the law anyway. So, Like, for example, a good one is what happened here in Connecticut, that tragedy where Adam Lanza, he killed his mom and stole the guns from her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was already laws. There's already law against murder. There's a law against safe storage. He got around all that stuff, you know. Um, so I think that's really what's going on. I think if people realized how many people in this country were actually gun owners, um, you know, when you're down south or when you're in some of these other states, people know. But when you're in Connecticut, there are a lot of people who have guns. They just don't say it. You know, they they keep it concealed. And they're safe about it, and they know what they're doing, and they're actually good people. Like when I go to these shooting ranges, they're kind of like they remind me of these these people that I know from any other aspect of my life that are into super like um, different hobbies, and they're they're just hobbyists, and they're kind of nerdy about it, and they get in these clicks, and they're super safe. That's like the one thing, man. Like if you're at a range and somebody has their finger on a trigger when they're not supposed to, or if they're pointing a gun like a little bit the wrong way, people, everyone will yell at you. What are you doing? Get your, you know, it's like, so it's such a great community. And I kind of wish that people can get away from the left and right screaming at each other and actually go talk to people, go shoot a gun, figure it out. You know what I mean? And actually look into why the second amendment's there. And my other thing I tell people is if if you want to get a law passed and you don't, if you're against it, no matter what I say, and you want to get a law passed, there are ways to pass laws 
in this country and in these states. After Sandy Hook, they passed these laws in Connecticut banning, um, they called them assault weapons, which basically was the AR-15. Um, they ban- they had a magazine limit, so you can only buy 10-round magazines or less. Um, and they also made it so if you wanted to buy ammo, now you have to have a permit. So if there was somebody who was a hunter before, um, he can't go buy shotgun shells now. He has to go get a permit, which in Connecticut is real real pain in the butt. It took me six months to get my permit, I think. Because you have to go through, and, and people are going to be like, oh, that's great. I'm happy about that. And which, listen, I understand that. You want to have a check. But it's not like the checks are that great. When a lot of people are asking for these universal background checks and we need to do all these checks, think about the system that's performing these checks. It's going to be the government. It's going to be a giant bureaucracy that, you know, the DMV can't get shit right. They screw up stuff all the time. I know people who've gotten pulled over in their car and towed and arrested because it said their license was suspended when it wasn't, you know. So just think about that. Now, what I said to a person recently was, they go, well, I don't care. As long as it's going to save lives, who cares if someone's inconvenienced? And I go, well, what if somebody goes to get a gun and they're on a list mistakenly and then they can't and then their house gets robbed two weeks later and their whole family gets murdered? I know, listen, we all of us can play these games with like with, you know, with your feelings and stuff. But that's what I'm saying. It cuts both ways. So I think you just have to look at these and just make a rational argument, because if you enact these laws you can't there's really no turning them around you could overturn the law but think about how hard it is think about just how hard it is to get marijuana the law on that overturned when there's evidence everybody knows it's not going to hurt you you know what yeah. i mean and more than half the country supports it too so. that's what i mean and when people and so what i was i i went off a little bit on a tangent with the connecticut thing so after sandy hook they passed these laws and they banned the ar15 they uh they did the thing with the magazines a bunch of other stuff what happened was they tried originally to pass these laws, but so many people showed up against them that they couldn't. So they had to call an emergency session, which is supposed to be reserved only in times of emergency, like if there's a, a earthquake or a hurricane or something going on immediately. We have an emergency session. The governor has those powers for those reasons. And like we've seen time and again, anywhere in government, whenever you give them special power, they're going to abuse it. And that's what he did. He called an emergency session in March. The shooting was in December. It, there was no emergency going on. You know what I mean? If you want to get these laws passed, that's fine. There's a way to go about it. Technically, what they did was illegal. You know, So even if you're against gun laws and you're happy that that's how they did it, well, what about next time when you like your pot or whatever it is, your weed or whatever you like, and then they go after that with these emergency laws or if they pass, you know, if they get tolls because of emergency laws or whatever it is that they do, because that's exactly what happened. So I think that we have a way to do things in this country, and I'm for guns, but if you're not, that's your right. And if you want to get the laws passed, there's a way to do it, you know? So that's that's what I have to say about that. But Yeah, it seems like now with that, with the I mean, with the shooting last week, with the shooting in Vegas, with Adam Lanza, all mm-hmm. these things that keep happening, it's almost like the Patriot Act all over again. It's just that there's not this one huge thing that happened that yeah. made us get all our rights taken away. It's slowly over time you know and then they slowly can start taking things away which yeah i don't really support myself and that's what puts me at a crossroads because i don't know you know i I can see both sides like i said earlier Mm -hmm. and it's a it's difficult for me but there's one thing that i i come back to a lot especially when this happens um there's an amendment that was put into a law i think in 95 or 96 somewhere around there 
that actually blocks the CDC from uh, doing research on gun violence. Mm-hmm. That is something that I'd like to see overturned, especially with everything going on now, where we could have the CDC do some research, figure out what things could be done, you know, give us some options of, hey, here's an option A, B, C of how we could help curb this or maybe stop this mm-hmm. and then move forward from there because everything right now seems very reactionary it's oh this happened so let's ban that mm-hmm. um or you know whatever else reaction to everything happening and it, i think that's also polarizing things we don't have a lot of concrete facts about why these things are happening so much now you know how we could prevent them from happening in the future we're just kind of saying oh well this happened so let's stop this mm-hmm. and i know from some research i've done there's actually more handgun deaths in America per year than these, you know, big shootings. Yeah, they, exactly. You might have, like, three or four mass shootings that add up, mm-hmm. but they don't add up anywhere near as close to handgun deaths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Adam Lanza in Sandy Hook actually used handguns. They recovered an AR-15, I believe, from his trunk later. But he used handguns, and that's something that a lot of people don't know because, again, it was kind of muddled by the news so i don't know if it was done on purpose you know maybe some stuff sells a lot of people have these like uh conspiracy theorists about it like oh they did it on purpose to get rid of our guns i don't really feel that's the way i mean you know maybe it could be but i think that people it's just easier to act from a view that people are self-interested and they're going to do what's in their best interest so the reason why some news organizations might have said it was an ar-15 was just because of this or that you know i don't think there's a grand conspiracy going on to grab the guns i don't think there's a mwahaha someone in the background you know like that wants to um i don't think there's anybody that wants to take over the united states and subject all the people to um you know like i don't think there's anyone that wants to be actually a dictator but i also have very different views on the presidents and i haven't liked any presidents that were alive during my lifetime you know i've been alive since 1976 and i can tell you i could sit down and tell you why all of them are basically treasonous and they've They've done terrible things, you know, so and that's more of a reason why I don't want people to take the guns. It's not because I think that there's going to be a dictator. It's just that, you know, it, it's easier if people don't have guns in your society is uh, I don't know. I, I guess this is kind of a tired argument, you know, because a lot of people will say we're not trying to take all your guns. But that's it goes back to the thing where people are just not educated. So they don't know, you know, what guns they'll say. Why do you need the same kind of guns as the military? Well, Technically, if you're going by the Second Amendment, we're, we are supposed to be the military and we are supposed to defend ourselves with the same amount of weapons. So you can actually use it for an argument to where, why we should have rocket launchers if we really want to. I'm not saying we should, but you know what I'm I saying? I mean, like, I don't know about you, but I want to drive a tank to work. Every yeah, day. that's what I'm saying. But I, and, Okay, so and the other thing that I uh, definitely want to get in because we're probably going to wrap this up in a minute is um, is the psychotropic drugs. Now, it seems that from what I'm hearing... Most of these shooters were on some type of uh, antidepressant or um, some kind of drug that alters your brain chemistry. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm against these drugs, and I don't think all of them are bad, but it doesn't have to take all of them. So if you think that maybe a lot of these drugs have terrible side effects, and even if it affected you know, 0.01, these people could be the 0.01 that it's affecting. There's other studies. I, w- I listened to this doctor that was on Rogan, and she was uh, – I, I wish I got her name. I should probably attach it to this. What I'll do is I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can click on that. But she was saying how um, this w- this is a big deal. And she's a psychiatrist, and she only uses food to 
prescribed to people. Like she'll try to change people's diets. And I know it sounds really crazy, right? But she works with food first and she's not against these psychotropic drugs. She just says that they're very powerful and they have uses. Some people need them, but not everybody, you know? So that's where she starts. And she said there was a, a couple of cases where people, they, um, their emotions are just totally out of whack. Like this one guy, I guess he strangled his son to death in the UK and um, they found out later it was he was on these drugs and he had this reaction. So he actually got exonerated. You know, he he's not in jail because they found out it was the, the, the drug that and he wasn't in his right state of mind. So if that's possible that that can be happening, we should definitely be looking into that first. Um, and, and, you know, again, with the whole conspiracy theory thing, some people say, oh, it's the drug companies. You know, they don't want it to. They don't want us to look into it. They're making money. And again, I don't know if that's the case. I think that maybe there's just no money or there's no fame or glory in investigating psychotropic drug drugs. Whereas if you're a gun grabber or if you're a gun supporter, there's you can get the NRA behind you or you can get the Democrats behind you. You can make a lot of money being somebody who's cheerleading one side of that or the other. You know what I mean? So I think that's why that's where the argument is. And I think that's not where the argument should be. I think we should take the argument first to these drugs because we've always had this 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 country is very unique and we've always had this many level of guns we've always been a heavily armed society and it, it has a lot to do with our freedom you know like i'll tell people listen this is a free country what that means is we need to take care of ourselves more freedom is dangerous you know like you're gonna live in a free country that is dangerous if you want to live in a country where they have all the guns and they protect you there's countries that are like that and you can move there if you want, you know, but I love this country, what it stands for, you know, that's, and that's why I don't want to see this country, um, change a basic thing. If we've always been going along for over 200 years with this many guns and, you know, once in a while, obviously there's going to be violence and it's going to happen, but it's, it seems to be not the norm. It seems to be the, the, uh, the exception to the rule that these things happen, you know, I think, so I want to get in there. That's, that's where I think people should be looking first. I, I agree with you. I think part of the reason why we're not looking into it either is kind of goes back to what you opened with is the lobbying. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of lobbying from these pharmaceutical companies to do this and that. And I mean, if they're lobbying and they're paying or donating to politicians on both sides of the aisle, then there's no real incentive for either one to look into it. Like you said, it's easy for people to get the NRA behind them or the de Democrats behind mm -hmm. them and fight this gun issue. But drugs is a whole different story. And I think I've seen the whole right versus left thing a lot this week with this happening. And it's a lot of, oh, this is a gun issue. And then other people saying, no, this isn't a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. Mm hmm personally i think it's a little mix of the both uh, i think you know you have mental health issues and like you said these drugs that people are just getting prescribed to them that maybe are a little too powerful for whatever they have mm -hmm. and then also having easy access to guns once yeah. they have those drugs it's not a good mix you know it's yeah. it's you got to look into both of them in order to cut this down and probably help us out in other ways as well you have to be able to look into both of them and you have to be able to say okay maybe we don't need to just be giving out drugs like candy but also maybe we need to do something a little bit different about how we allow people to get guns and that's that part's a lot harder yeah i think yeah the, the yeah the reason that part is hard and i think that i mean this is not an easy solution but I, my solution to all that would be we need to take the power out of um the federal government and we need to bring it back down to the states and local levels 
because I think there's no way you can come up with one law that's going to work for everybody in this country. You're not going to have one law that's going to work for the people in the backwoods of Texas or backwoods of Tennessee that have these guns and use them all the time, and then it's going to work in New York City. You know what I mean? There's Just because it's the same country, we have different people, different values. So I really think, and that's the way that the Constitution works. You know, if it's supposed to be a loose confederation of states with a little bit of federal power where the states really have their own power and because I think they know what's best. People can take their own money and keep it at a local level and spend it the way they think it's going to work the most. If you think your school is going to be better served when you, if you give your gun, teachers guns and everyone in your community feels that way and that's the overwhelming way, well, then maybe that'll work for you. If you think maybe you should have armed guards or if you think this, you know, I think when when you only have... Three, you have three and a half million people with their own voice and then one decision has to get made. It's not going to work, man. That's not how we're only looking to have problems down the road if we think that's gonna, there's going to be a solution that way. And I also think that, um, you know, uh, I don't know, man. I just I think there's no way to solve it. You know, the, the right and the left stuff and, and the screaming at each other. It's going well now because we all have food in our stomach. We all have enough money. We all have food. We all have a comfortable life. But, you know, if, say, the market crashes, if we have another recession, if, uh, I don't know, if we get hit by a giant earthquake, if something happens and people in this country are hungry, plus all this shit, it's going to be it's gonna be terrible. It's going to be a fucking war, you know, like if, we're, if something happens. So we really need to back off this and calm down and look at a local level. You know, I, I just think that's the key to it. And if your society where you live, your neighborhood says we should get rid of guns altogether, if that's going to work for you, then that's what you guys do. You know, I mean, that's how I think we should, we should manage it. And I think that would be, it's already an impossible task, right? So I think that would just be a way to make it more manageable and just fair, more, I guess, fair and more in line with a free society. So you brought up something that I just thought about, but, I don't think anyone in this country would actually say, oh, yeah, get rid of all the guns in our community and advertise that because they know yeah. what would happen after that. Well, there are people that want that, but not many. You're right. Not many. Yeah. Even people well, on the left, they, they say they don't want to get rid of all the guns. So that's why I think that if you have this conversation with rational people at a smaller level, it's going to work out better. But obviously, um, you know, that's not the way people think things are done. But that's the way things used to be done. That's the way they're supposed to get done. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, maybe something will happen that'll do. If not, until then, I'm just going to keep yelling it as loud as I can that that's what we should do. And I'm going to end up some crazy old man. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, it, even doing stuff like this, like these podcasts, it just allows other branches for people to hear these arguments and these discussions outside of media like you said they yeah. just play the same thing over and over and over and i think that contributes to the whole shouting matches yeah like yeah it really keep does. everyone divided a lot easier than yeah we can it's not smart it's not a smart thing look at your history you know in bosnia and kosovo where there was um where there was a lot of genocide going on in the 90s they interviewed these people and they said that listen we always had these differences you know, we always hated each other, but everything was fine. We would just either joke around about it, kind of like in this country, how, like, you know, you have black culture and white culture. I don't think it's as bad here as it is there, but maybe in some areas it's really bad, and there's people who are, are racist one side or the other or whatever. But if right now everyone's getting food and, and it's okay, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, obviously. In inner cities, it's fucking horrible, and I wish we would do something about that. That's another thing we could talk about, but... But what I mean is if, if it gets really bad for most of the people, you know, I think we're going to have a problem on our hands, especially with these people. They're best, basically professional cheerleaders in the media on one side or the other, and they get these people riled up 
among these division lines. It's like a fault line, and they're just jumping on it. And I, I, I don't think it's good. It's not healthy. Not at all. So that's what I have to say about that. I agree with you. Awesome. Well, I guess we, we made a little bit of progress here. And uh, thanks for interviewing me, man. That was, that was pretty fun. It's different to yeah. be on this side of the chair. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for letting me have this opportunity. All right, guys, you could check out or uh, our other podcast. You can go to ComedyLOL.com. And if you'd like to support, go to ComedyLOL.com, click on the Amazon link, and buy expensive things, and that'll make us money. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is back in the way. Doctors of death. Killing our patients of breath. We ought to pay you the trust.